What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards podcast. Uh, I've been uploading these actually like once or twice a week. Um, as we get closer to the trade deadline, which as I'm recording this on Thursday, February 1st, is uh, one week away from today. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll start turning some more out because there's going to be a lot more rumors that, that are coming out and emerging about players on the Wizards getting moved or not getting moved. Uh, so just trying to get out as many as possible. But today, um, I asked at around like 9.30, 10 a.m. this morning um, for all you guys to who follow my Twitter to put your best trades that you got. Um, let me know what they are. Um, and I'm going to go through a bunch of them right now in this episode and kind of analyze them, tell you my thoughts, tell you how realistic they are. Obviously, most of them, just from a brief glance, involve Tyus, Kuz, DeLon, Shamit. Some even include Jordan Poole. Corey Kisper, Denny Avdia. Um, so there's definitely a lot to get through. Some are kind of memes and, and trying to be funny. Others um, I could actually see happening. So, yeah, just going to, without further ado, get in some of these trades. Uh, this one is from Hoss Delgado. It's Nitro12K on Twitter. Thank you for sending this in. Um, he gave me three, actually. The first one he did, um, which I think is probably the one that I think is most likely to happen, um, is Tyus Jones gets traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for Gabe Vincent and a 2030 unprotected first round pick. Um, and I'm not saying that I think it happens because I, I think the players and the, and the picks all make sense. But if you saw on Kenny Beecham, he does a good podcast. He had Shams on and Shams said, look at Tyus Jones and, and the Lakers as a potential match. The Lakers need a lot of, of veterans to come off that bench. Um, that aren't on really big deals, and Tyus Jones is making what fourteen a year. Gabe Vincent makes almost eleven. The salaries would match. Um, the Wizards would obviously uh, gain back a player that's still on a on a relatively longer deal. Gabe Vincent still has two years left. Um, but obviously the twenty thirty first round pick is the real deal. Deal. Said it here. Excuse me. Um, the Wizards are going to hold out as much as they can for a first round pick for Tyus Jones. I don't know if they take anything that isn't. Uh, a sec uh, isn't a first round pick. I don't think a second round pick entices them. So this is a move I could definitely see see them making. Uh, the second move he proposed was Tyus Jones and Kyle Kuzma to Philadelphia, which I I've been on the Tyus train to Philadelphia since the start, pretty much the start of the season. I think it just they make too much sense together, especially because the Sixers need a backup behind Maxi. Um, and this is his deal. He sends not only Tyus Jones but Kyle Kuzma as well. To the Philadelphia 76ers for Marcus Morris, Nick, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, unprotected first round picks in 2026 and 2028 via the Sixers, uh, a 2029 second round pick via the Clippers, and a 2029 second round pick via Portland. So you essentially get back three expiring salaries to match the money, two unprotected first round picks, and two second round picks for both Kyle Kuzma and Tyus Jones. If if this move was made, I would not I would not jump off the rails and be like, oh my god, like Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, they're the greatest, because that's what I've done for a lot of their trades now. And if this if this happened, I wouldn't have that same reaction, just because I I think you can get more for Kuz and Tyus if you combine them. Um, what I do like about this trade is the expiring salaries. I don't necessarily want to take back project players or. Or guys that are on long deals, like Gabe Vincent, make who's on three year three year deal. 
three guys on expiring deals. You pick up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and you move on from two guys that really weren't expected to be here throughout the rebuild. This is an okay move. This is a move where if you really are keen on trading Kyle Kuzma and you can't really get more than a first-round pick for him, and you also don't think you can get more than a first-round pick for Tyus, but combining them, you can get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and just kind of wash out the salary for next year. That would be fine by me. I I would I would probably give this trade like a B. Um, I think you can get a little more if you combine both Kuzma and Tyus Jones. But if this is the last resort again, I wouldn't be that mad. Um, and then this guy had a a pretty funny last trade. Um, it was Johnny Davis to the Pistons. Um, well, the Pistons gave the Wizards a second round pick, but uh, this guy put the Burger King logo on the Pistons logo. Uh, meaning that the Wizards traded Johnny Davis to Burger King. So uh, pretty fucked up meme, but pretty funny at the same time. I uh, can't really fault him for doing that. But again, I appreciate the uh, Nitro 12K for sending that in. Um, this next one is from P Dowdy 83 um, He has the Wizards sending DeLon Wright and Daniel Gafford to the New York Knicks, and the Wizards getting back Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, and a 2024 first-round pick. That is the Wizards pick originally sent to Houston, then to Clippers, and then back to the Knicks and all these trades. So the Wizards eventually get that pick back. It's probably not going to convey, and if it does, it'll be that second-round convey in 2028. Um, but at least they kind of have that protection now in case they do have a really good year next year. They're outside the top 10, um, and, and they would actually be able to keep their pick instead of conveying it to New York. Here's the thing about this trade, and, and this is a trade I've seen a lot. I even I had a similar trade. Um, that I posted in my article about three weeks ago where I had Gafford to the Knicks for Fournier, Grimes, and the Knicks first-round pick unprotected. And, I mean, Knicks, some Knicks account um, reposted it, and I got I got absolutely clowned. There's probably like 150 comments just calling me so stupid, saying I don't know ball. Um, I didn't think it was that bad of a trade. I mean, Quinn Grimes is, is a guy on that team that they do not, they do not care for anymore. Um and Evan Fournier is a guy that they have been not caring for ever since he, you know, hasn't played well and he's getting paid close to $18 million a year. Um, this is a move I could definitely see the Wizards making. And I think adding DeLon Wright, just, just you know, sweeten the pot, give them another defensive guard, someone that fits Thibodeau's style of play, that would make sense for both sides. Look, you have you have games where Daniel Gafford comes in and he plays lights out and he gets like 15 points, 12 rebounds blocking shots, anchoring the defense. And then you have games where he comes out flat. He's already in foul trouble in the first three minutes. He's, you know, contesting shots he shouldn't contest. He's rotating late. I mean, he's on an island out there on defense, and nobody's helping on the glass, so you can't really fault him for that. But I I, I just – it's a very polarizing debate with Daniel Gafford. Um, look, he's only 25 years old. He is in the first year of a three-year $39 million deal, so – he he's not it's not like he's on some crazy rigorous contract. He's only making 13 a year. He's shown that he can be a viable starting center in this league. I don't think the Wizards are necessarily in a rush to trade him. However, if the Wizards are able to get that that first round pick instead of getting theirs back, if they're able to get the Knicks pick and pretty much pick up an extra pick cuz I don't think the Wizards pick is going to convey. I don't I don't want that back. I think we're going to be bad enough to where we don't need to worry about that. Because if that's the case, you're essentially trading Gafford and Wright for Grimes, basically for Grimes, because Fournier is going to be, um, you know, we're not going to pick up his team option. If you can get a first-round pick in, uh, in excess, another one, 
Uh, I would do this trade, but if we're only getting the Wizards' first round pick back, uh, and not the Knicks, then I, I don't want to do this trade. I I don't really see the merit of trading Gafford and Wright for pretty much Grimes because that pick's not going to convey. But again, P Dotty eighty three. Thank you for sending that in. Um, this one, this is the most liked one. I think a lot of people like this one from uh, I think it's at DMV Commander, um, on on Twitter, DMV Commanders. So I appreciate you for sending that in. Um. It's a trade where Kyle Kuzma goes to Sacramento, a team that basically had a trade in like in the works, pretty much finalized for him before Russell Westbrook got traded from the Wizards to the Lakers. Uh, and it's also a team I believe Kuzma met with in free agency this offseason, had interest in Kuzma this offseason before he returned to the Wizards. This makes sense, and, and this is the trade. The Kings get Kyle Kuzma. He's he's done. He, he's gone in D.C., and the Wizards in return get Kevin Herter, which is pretty much yeah. Kevin Herter is still a pretty young player, pretty good player. Um, but he is getting paid a decent amount, so he can match the salaries with Kuz. Uh, we also get Davion Mitchell, uh, and then unprotected. I would assume unprotected first round picks in both twenty twenty four and twenty twenty seven. This would be an absolutely home run home run deal. Not only do you get two first round picks, which has pretty much been the asking price. I've seen reports. Um from a couple people that said they want at least two first round picks, probably more. And then I saw a report from the athletic the other day, I believe it was Josh Robbins article with David Aldridge that said, look, I don't know what people are seeing, but what we're seeing is that they don't necessarily think they can get that. They're kind of holding out for it. The real asking price is probably closer to the realm of like one first round pick, maybe a protected one later. Um, But Kyle Kuzma gets sent out a guy that I don't really see long-term for this rebuild. He's 28 years old. He'd probably be in his prime, maybe towards the latter part of his prime when we start, you know, actually putting together wins. But I think if if you really want to go about this um, in the way that Bilal is the centerpiece, you also want to build around guys like Danny and Corey. Their timelines are just significantly um, significantly different than, than Kyle Kuzma's. Um, so Kyle Kuzma is out. He's in Sacramento. You get Davion Mitchell, who's only in year three. He's a former fifth overall pick. He's a great defender. Uh, it's just the shooting hasn't necessarily been where where it should be if you're going to play that smaller two-guard role. And uh, also, like I said, he's not that tall. You can kind of get picked on sometimes defensively. I would be willing to take on this project. Look, if you listen to my last podcast with Matt Moderno, we both were in agreement that we'd prefer to get back actual draft picks so we can pick guys that we like instead of taking, you know, I, 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 I'm inclined to say disgruntled assets. I don't know if that's the best word, but guys that were picked high on other teams and haven't worked out, think like Rui Hachimura sent to the Lakers last year. I prefer to just have a first, but if you're going to give me Davion and give me the two first round picks that I want for Kuz, that that's an absolute home run. And, and for a team like the Kings, I think they could get desperate enough to make this move. And here's why they made the playoffs last year. Very surprising making of the playoffs. I think they were the three seed, lost in game seven. Uh, but they pretty much run back the exact same team. And I I don't necessarily understand how they can go into this playoffs with this same exact team that lost to the Warriors in seven last year in round one. And just say, you know what, we're going to run it back and hopefully this time it's better. I don't think they have enough. And I think they need that third star. They were reportedly taking calls, wanted to get Siakam. It was just too rich for them. 
I think Kuzma's kind of in that middle ground. He's not going to get – you're not going to give up three first-round picks, four first-round picks, and some players for, for Kyle Kuzma. You're going to give up a pick or two in the first round, and you're also going to be giving up, you know, guys to match salary. I would even probably take this move if Davion Mitchell wasn't included and you just gave me Kevin Herter and, you know, Trey Lyles or other people to fill salaries. If y'all got two first-round picks for him, it opens up so many minutes for guys like Bilal. Um, it kind of opens up everything else. Um, so I think that's a move that you definitely have to consider. Um, and I, th- and I like that. So, uh, shout out to DMV commanders for that trade. Um, and then moving on, uh, Josh Cohen, uh, at J Cohen, seven ten, he commented Tyus Jones to Minnesota in exchange for Leonard Miller and a conditional 2024 second round pick that we are currently slated to give to the wolves. So, if you don't know, we don't actually have our first round pick. Um, it was sent uh to Indiana in the trade to move up to get Bilal. And I guess the conditional it maybe got somehow shipped off to Minnesota, um, based on what Josh is saying. Um, but we basically get that back and we pick up Leonard Miller, a guy that I had I think I had Leonard Miller twelve on my big board last year entering the draft. Some guy, you know, the guy that I was really high on. Um Pretty good size. Uh, I think I don't think he's a center. I think he's a, a power forward. He plays the four. But he's been killing it if you watch any of the G League with the Timberwolves. Um, he's been playing really well. And I think he's a guy that's very young, uh, very raw, and has a, a lot of room to grow. Uh, and if you can't get a first-round pick for Tyus, which it's sounding more likely that we, we probably can't, um, picking up a second-round pick and a young player is, is perfect. And that's exactly what you want. Uh, if I could just make one comment, I think – you'd have to include some other salary fillers because Leonard Miller can't be making more than like two a year and Tyus Jones is making 14. So whether that's, you know, Troy Brown Jr. back to DC, um, whether it's some other guy on the Wolves that can fill that salary, you're going to at least need to be sending back around like nine to 10 mil to the Wizards to make that work. But if we can get, you know, if you if you can't get a first, getting a young player, um, a pick and some salary fillers for Tyus is the next best thing. Because again, I, I just, I don't see him resigning here. Uh, I don't see him really fitting our timeline. So you got to move him. And if you can't get a first, that's the best that you can do. But again, appreciate Josh for that comment. Uh, moving on, Daryl Griffin. Um, he commented a trade between the Wizards and the Thunder that actually sends Davis Bertans back to Washington. Uh, the Wizards trade out Tyus Jones and Johnny Davis to OKC. Um, I would assume Johnny Davis is kind of in terms of that salary filler to make it work. And then the Wizards get back Davis Bertans and his horrible contract. And then they also get back a first-round pick. He said one of the many first-round picks that the Thunder have. Um, here's the thing with this trade, Daryl. Um, I I could I could definitely see a way that the Thunder try to get a proven veteran point guard like Tyus to back up SGA. They have a lot of guards, so I don't necessarily – think this is the best fit for a guy like Tyus Jones. You know, they have Giddy, they have Aaron Wiggins. Uh, they have they have a bunch of guards that I feel like they're comfortable with playing the point position. Uh, also just drafted Case and Wallace. So it works monetarily, definitely. And I could see a move where, you know, I'm sure the Thunder are going to try to ship out Davis Bertans in a first round pick to pick up some guy to help them out. Uh, but I just, I don't see Tyus Jones fitting I think they have too many guards. Uh, and also, there's I just think there's no way the Wizards trade Johnny Davis. Yeah, I understand this GM and front office didn't draft him, but I don't think anybody is really looking to take him on. And I just – I don't see the point of it. You never know. I mean, I, I could be sounding stupid here. I could be sounding way too optimistic. But you don't know yet. 
I, I don't even know if I can say that. You kind of do know what you're getting with Johnny Davis in terms of he's not going to be worth that 10th overall pick, but I still think there is something that can be unlocked in him if he gets the playing time. And that could be just, you know, reckless optimism by me. Um, and that's fine, but I, I don't, I don't see value in trading him now. You're not going to get anything in return. You might as well just hope that that with playing time, he develops into something. Again, Daryl, thank you for that. Um, and this trade is from Evan at Ev underscore Hendo. Uh, he is a pretty hefty trade, um, and there's a lot to break down with this one. It's it's a trade that, that sends Tyus Jones to Orlando. And if I, apart from Philadelphia, if there's one team that that – I've seen a lot of fans say they want Tyus Jones. It's the magic at the number two. Um, I guess, you know, they're kind of the, the Marco Fultz experiment. They're kind of moving on from, uh, they have a lot of guards. They have Cole Anthony. Um, they have Suggs. They have, they have a bunch of guys in that backcourt, uh, but they, they kind of, they kind of need that floor general. I think with the second unit from what the fans have told me, uh, and Evan tries to answer that here. His trade is, uh, Tyus Jones, Corey Kispert, and Anthony Gill traded to the Orlando, Orlando Magic. And in return, the Wizards get back Gary Harris, Jed Howard, Caleb Houston, and two first-round picks, one in 2026 and one in 2028. Look, yes, I think Tyus could get traded to the Magic, but I think this isn't – I just I don't think this is a good move at all. Uh, as as blatantly as I can put it, and I'm not trying to be rude here, but if Ty, if Corey Kispert wasn't involved in this trade, that makes sense. Um, because you're taking back some salary fillers, some younger guys that aren't really getting minutes on the Magic, and and a couple second round picks, and you're giving um Tyus Jones, who's a really serviceable backup. I guess Anthony Gill kind of fills salary, um, and this is probably the best you could get for Tyus. Like I said, uh with that Minnesota trade apart from a first round pick, you know, getting a couple second round picks and some young players, but throwing in Corey Kispert makes no sense. Uh, Evan, um, Corey Kispert is developed into not just a shooter, but a guy that can put the ball on the floor. That is the best cutter on the team that finishes very well around the rim. If you watch the game, um, by the time of recording this last night, uh, in the wizards loss, um, in the wizards loss to the Clippers, he had three and ones in the first quarter. Uh, hit a couple threes. Moving on from Corey Kispert right now and getting anything less than at least a first-round pick, absolutely not. Jed Howard not even playing. Could be good, but doesn't really play that much for the Magic. Caleb Houston has struggled shooting the ball, and that's kind of all he does. Uh, and Gary Harris is on an expiring salary that will be gone next year. You're picking up two second-round picks that don't necessarily mean anything to a team that has so many second-round picks already. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, if you took Corey Kispert out of this trade, that that would make sense. I would probably be inclined to take this, uh, barring what other offers I have. But Corey Kispert, for anything less than at least a first-round pick, it just, you know, it doesn't entice me enough to move on from him. Uh, but again, Evan, I appreciate you for, for sending that in. Um, and then this is another Tyus Jones trade to the Magic from Ben. His at is at Tate the Great One. Uh he goes, Tyus Jones goes to the Magic for a top 20 protected first round pick. Again, that is probably the ceiling of what you can get for Tyus. An unprotected first round pick is pretty unrealistic. I think the top 20 makes a lot of sense because you're going to be trading Tyus to some sort of contending team and you're going to be taking back certain players like 
uh, salary fillers in that ten to thirteen million dollar range, um, and and those teams are going to want a little bit of you know cushion. If we get bounced in the first round, uh, or if we somehow fall out and don't make the playoffs after the deadline, we can't be stuck here without a first round pick. But if we make it to the second round, you know I'm okay if the fact that we went all in and and we don't have our pick, but that's fine. We had a decently successful season. That top twenty protected pick, I think, is the ceiling you can get for Tyus. So I. I I think that's definitely a move I could I could see one of the more realistic moves that we've seen on the show today. Uh, he also thinks that Landry Shamit will go to the Knicks for Fournier and a couple of second round picks. Again, that's a trade that makes sense. Uh, Shamit's a shooter that plays defense, has shot the ball very well. Evan Fournier has not shot the ball very well and isn't a good defender. So the Wizards basically swap those and pick up a couple second rounders. Uh, perfectly fine by me. And then he also thinks Stillon goes to a contender for a second round pick. Yeah, I think the, the what you're going to get for DeLon, you could have, I think, if you traded him last year with how well he was playing, um, you probably could have gotten a first, but just the injuries, not, not only last year, but this year that, that kept him out for a while, it just, you know, kind of derailed that trade value. And he's been trying to work it back, and he's been improving every game in terms of his play. But I I think a second round is the is the ceiling here, and that's fine. DeLon writes on an expiring deal. He doesn't fit the timeline. Uh, but I also wouldn't be opposed to keeping him, just not playing him. Keep him in that bench role. You you don't want to go too young to the point where you got a bunch of guys, you know, running around um, like headless chickens without any type of mentorship or leadership on the team. Um, so if you got to keep someone like Delon around as that veteran guy, you know, keep paying him his money just to watch on the bench and practice, and then you know let him go to a contender in the off season. Again, fine by me. But you're gonna get a second round pick at the at the most for Delon, right? Um, and then this, this one from AX Hay 99, I'm sorry if I don't say that right. Um, he said that the wizards actually end up not trading Tyus Jones, extend him in the off season just to trade him in the future. This, this kind of reminds me of what people thought they were doing with Kuzma. There are so many rumors the last couple of deadlines with Kuzma, but it really heated up last year when the wizards were, I think 27 and 31 something like that at the deadline. Um, and this guy um, thinks that the Wizards might do something similar with Tyus Jones. Here's the thing about that. Um, I could definitely see that. Uh, I'm not saying I couldn't see that. The only thing is um, I just I don't see Tyus Jones in the future plans of this team. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily want to throw that out the window. Sorry, I don't want to throw that out the window and say that that definitely won't happen and he's, he won't be a part of the future, but it just seems to me that this is a great opportunity to send Tyus Jones off somewhere to compete in the playoffs and hopefully get a ring. Um, it also gives the Wizards an opportunity to move on and get you know, assets for an expiring salary that probably won't re-sign here. Uh, and the third thing is it opens up minutes for guys like Bilal and Johnny Davis to play after the deadline. If you decide to hold on to Tyus Jones and DeLon Wright because you haven't gotten what you wanted and then you keep playing them, I feel like it's kind of a lost season. They're not going to be back next year. You're wasting potential NBA reps for Bilal, Johnny Davis, um, you know, even guys like Jules Bernard and Jared Butler Jr. in the G League, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Those are guys that need NBA reps. And if you're going to have them just continuously sit behind these veterans that won't be back, that doesn't help you at all in terms of development um, and pushing towards the future, which is what a rebuild is about. Um, so I, I don't think Tyus Jones stays. Um, 
if you listen to my last podcast with Matt Baderno, I did rank them, and I think Tyus Jones is probably the number one most likely trade candidate on this team. Um, it just makes sense. So those were probably the most uh, requested couple of trades. Uh, I saw a couple ideas with Jordan Poole getting moved for a bunch of second-round picks to maybe a team like the Nets. Um, no, I don't think that, that happens. I don't think Jordan Poole gets moved. Uh, Jordan Poole... Yes, has been pretty bad this season, not shooting well, uh, not really adjusting to these new coverages that he's seeing at all, not not well at all. Um, don't really want to sugarcoat it, but he he doesn't fit as that, you know, tradable piece. And people I'll say this, people are really on Jordan Poole and, and on this trade and saying, you know, the Wizards lost this trade, this was a terrible move. You know, just kind of, you know, throw the trade away, you know, get rid of them and move on. That's fair if the Wizards traded a first-round pick or two and some young players to get Jordan Poole because they really believed in him and it didn't work out. That's not the case in the slightest. The Wizards traded 38-year-old Chris Paul, who they were going to buy out or waive, and in return got Jordan Poole, who's 24, Got Patrick Bowman Jr. and Ryan Rollins, 20 and 21 years old at the time, only in their second year. Also picked up a second-round pick and a protected first-round pick in 2028. All for a guy they were going to buy out. They're playing with house money right now. Jordan Poole sucks and he continues to suck. That sucks. It's not good. The Wizards are paying him a lot of money, I think 90-plus million over the next three years. But they're also not going to be good. Um, and he doesn't necessarily have to be the centerpiece for this rebuild. We didn't give up everything in our in our bank account to get him. We gave up somebody who wasn't even going to be a part of this team, pretty much got Jordan Poole and all of those guys and those picks for free, and now we're on the free roll. We It doesn't necessarily matter if Jordan Poole turns out. Obviously, it's great if he does. That would be a hell of a trade if he turns out to be you know back to his, his Golden State days, but obviously it hasn't looked good. It's just... It's the same thing with Johnny Davis. Both have not turned out great, but you're not getting anything really valuable in return. You're not getting a first-round pick. You're probably not even getting any second-round picks. So why wouldn't you just bank on your development team, bank on the fact that these guys are going to keep improving and getting better, and hopefully when you come out on the other side of this rebuild, they're integral parts of this team. That's an optimistic approach. I know there's definitely some other pessimistic approaches that are probably also true and fair to, to assume, but... I think it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, and the last thing, I want to talk a lot more about, about Daniel Gafford because he was probably, apart from Tyus Jones, the guy that was mentioned the most in these trade rumors. Here's the thing with Gaff. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why people are so on one side or on the other side in terms of we need to keep Daniel Gafford or we cannot trade Daniel Gafford. It's a very polarizing debate, and I think I can solve it with just a couple words. Um, look, Daniel Gafford is 25, like I said earlier. Daniel Gafford is on a good good salary, three years, $13 million. He's only in the first year. He's proven he can start. He's proven he's a good rim protector. My only concern is that I don't know if if he's really that center of the future, especially in a draft that, that has some decent center prospects. Um and with the emergence of Marvin Bagley, it does make him a little more expendable. And when teams like the Knicks or teams like the Rockets are dangling first-round picks in front of you, 
saying, hey, give me give me Daniel Gafford uh, and I will give you my unprotected first round pick salary filler and a guy like Quentin Grimes or if they're the Rockets giving me Jay Sean Tate, um, Tari Eason for Daniel Gafford. I can't I can't say no. So that's why I'm kind of I'm in the middle. If we trade Daniel Gafford and pick up a first round pick. Fine. If we can't get a first round pick and we say, no, we're not trading Daniel Gafford for some scraps. Also fine. I, I'm indifferent here. I've enjoyed watching for the last four or five games with him and Bagley. The fact that I'm watching, you know, a squad that can re that can rebound the ball and protect the rim instead of just getting thrashed on the boards all night. And that would suck if Gafford, if Gafford gets moved and I have to go back to watching, um, you know, guy like Patrick Wallman Jr. who's six eight, you know, playing out of position because we have no center depth. That would not be ideal. But if you give me a first round pick for Daniel Gafford, it's it's so hard to say no to that. And I don't think the Wizards can in the position they are. Um, especially considering they're rebuilding. There's apparently, according to Brian Windhorst, the mandate to pick up as many picks and assets as possible. Um, so again, it's a polarizing debate. Either way, I'm pretty much fine with it. But first round pick for Gafford, great. Can't get a first round pick and you're not settling for second-round picks, and you keep him, also fine by me. Um, but that's probably going to wrap it up for this one. Not the lengthiest of episodes, uh, but just wanted to kind of do a more engaging episode uh, where you send some stuff in and I review it and give you my thoughts. So, again, if, if you were any of the guys, and I'll tag you all underneath the pod when I post it, that um, that sent stuff in, even if I didn't review it um, on this episode, I definitely looked at it. Uh, so I appreciate you for doing that. Um, and that's probably going to wrap it up for this one. I will be doing probably the next pod that I release will be, I would say around Monday of next week. Um, that's going to be previewing, you know, all of the latest rumors. I know it's been pretty trade heavy these last couple of weeks, but that's you know that's the probably the biggest apart from the draft. This is the the biggest part of rebuilds. This first year in a rebuild, that trade deadline, taking all those assets you weren't able to offload in the off season. Um, assets that you brought in through trades of your stars just for salary fillers in the off season and moving those expiring deals to get picks. This is, you know, this is big and, and it's going to be a big deadline because last year the Wizards actually did nothing. I don't think they made any type of move. They made the Rui trade, but that was all the way back in January. Um, this year is going to be a lot more chaotic, a lot more, a lot more movement and activity from the Wizards in this free, in this uh, trade deadline period. So, just going to try to keep everyone updated, myself included, in all these rumors, where people might go, where they might not go, who goes, who stays, all that stuff. So be on the lookout for that. But it's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I appreciate you all for listening, and go Wiz.